boy the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us. Hello, everyone. Before we get started, I just wanted to say scientists are still working around the clock to get all of the old episodes of It's That Episode back on, pod, on podcasts, on iTunes. Um, if you can't find them on iTunes, you can go to SoundCloud and download Every single episode of It's That Episode, go to soundcloud.com backslash It's That Episode, uh, where you can find uh, podcasts with the likes of uh, uh, back we had Margaret Thatcher back when she was around. We, of course, had the dog who played um, Beethoven, the dog who played uh, Rin Tin Tin, the dog who played um, in Turner and Hooch. Uh, the dog, of course, who played Eddie in uh, Frasier, and the episode where I had the dog from uh, Old Yeller, the movie. So you can listen to all those on SoundCloud, and uh, we'll get those uh, all the past episodes on. Uh, Nerdist scientists, again, are working around the clock. Uh, but let's get to the show. Why don't we start with the theme song? It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment, in this case, a hotel. Uh, invite a guest over. They choose any TV show they want to watch. We watch it together. We talk about it. We talk about a bunch of other crap. Today, his second time ever on this glorious podcast. You know him from the documentary The Bitter Buddha. You know him from his stand-up and from his new podcast, Pep Talks. It's Eddie Pepitone. Hi, Greg. Ah, I'm so glad to be in your hotel room. It, it looks exactly like mine. Is yours a mirror image of this one, or is this exactly the same? Uh, this is exactly the same. <laughs> it's scary. I changed rooms because I went away for the weekend, and then this is just the exact opposite. So when I go to the bathroom, <laughs> I'm really confused. It's just like, wait, aren't uh, the towels over here? Well, it's a hall of mirrors, our lives. Yes, we're down in Atlanta to shoot um, TV. That's television. right. I, I, you know what I think is great about the way you just phrased that is it leaves people going, oh, my God, they're shooting something amazing. Like just to say we're in Atlanta shooting TV is yeah. good. It could be anything. It's ominous. People, it could be a little dangerous or it could be covert. Dangerous. It could be really interesting. It could be the most boring thing in the world. It could be world. the most boring thing in the world. But I think that's a good way to put it. We're filming TV. We're filming TV. And today we're going to be watching TV. Oh, yeah. Great segue. Um, and last time you came – you left it up to me, and we watched. Oh, actually, I think Chris Kelly, who one of the creators of Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, chose um, uh, My Super Sweet Sixteen because he thought that'd be funny for you to watch. This time, we sort of chose it together. Right? Yeah, this is more up my alley. Now, the uh, Super Sweet Sixteen was just uh, so bad. It was like about these these entitled rich kids and these parents who enable their kids. Yeah, you know, just like a cycle of entitlement. That you know, will never die until the the economy collapses again in five years. That's right. <laughs> but uh, this time it's all in the family, and uh, it's the episode where Edith dies, yes. which – now I'm a big – I loved All in the Family, and I think anyone who knows this show from back in the day will say this was probably – 
the most groundbreaking show in television history, I think. I mean, it was the first show that openly dealt with race issues, homosexuality, all kinds of stuff. Like, amazing, amazing stuff. And Carol O'Connor became a big star, a great, great actor, uh, another New York stage actor, I believe. And uh, Gene Stapleton, another New York stage actor, amazing. And uh, and we get introduced to freaking Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. Who's before. now become a parody of himself? Now he's the, the director. And, yeah, he's uh, a good guy. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's no, always no, funny. I just, no, I always slam people. I always, you know, it's just my instinct to slam them. Like, and Rob Reiner, who's become a parody of himself. And I'm not sure why I said that. Yeah, I was in my head. I was like, in my head, I was like, yeah, I guess like I see him once in a while. I don't really like associate anything specific with him except for maybe Spinal Tap. I can't even think of anything. But also, I remember when the South Park guys slammed mm-hmm. him, and they, I, I think they slammed him because he was doing. Um, uh, anti-cigarette ads. I okay. could be getting this wrong, but they were making fun of the fact that Rob Reiner is like telling people to be healthy when he looked like a 300 right. tub of shit or right. something like that. So Those listen, guys t- attack everyone. Listen, Rob, if you're listening, <laughs> come on, get your act together. Um, but this show was... And if you're listening, please pass this on to your famous friends. Yeah, and your casting, whoever does your and casting, casting and stuff. Yeah, please, we need help. Does he still do movies? I think so, yeah. I mean, he did a lot of, in the 90s. He did like uh, I know, it, Sleepless in Seattle. But I feel like he hasn't done much lately. On, oh, you know what? He was in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, he was. He was in it. He he was in. That's he was in funny. It. Yeah, he was he a good. Funny scene. Yeah. Did you like it? I liked Wolf of Wall Street. You did. Yeah. It's. I mean, it, boy, it, I'm getting a lot of mixed reviews. You know what? I did like it. It feels like if you like Goodfellas and Casino, it's the. I think the third in that trilogy. And, oh wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's a very big. It's. Big acting, a lot of yelling, a lot of like just like scenes where it feels like Scorsese right. going, you right. know, a little overboard, but it's fun, you know. I mean, and right. fun by fun, I mean disturbing and dark and right, up. right. But, I know. I do want to see it. Um, yeah, and our friend Henry Zabrowski is in it. So he is, dude. He has a, a serious role in it. Like he's the first half of the movie has multiple scenes. It's great. Oh my god! You have to watch it. I did not know that. So you can I have t- a new respect for Henry. Yeah, and then you can resent him when yes, like, now oh, I, I will resent him. <laughs> um, but we put, we picked the episode where of All in the Family where Edith dies. I believe that this <laughs> and I have to say I don't know. I've never I never re- saw this. This is the final episode, season 9, episode 27 called Too Good Edith. We found it on YouTube and uh Edith died in the final episode, and then they did a spinoff called, I believe, Archie Bunker's Place was the... Oh, okay. Uh, so this was the final episode of All in the Family? All in the Family proper. And then Archie, Archie's, Archie's, Archie's Bunker Pla- Place or Archie's Place wasn't very good. Yeah, I mean... I mean, And, and this is the thing about television that, that fucking kills me. They cannot let go. They cannot, like... Uh, what I love about the Brits is they'll do, like, one or two seasons at yes. the most and go, okay, you know, next. And here they just fucking milk shit dry. They can't... Yeah, you can't put it down. They're like, money, 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 money. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's funny because I read – I probably mentioned this, but I read a quote from Stephen Merchant who created The Office. And he's like, I like the American way better where you can – and it was like, what are you talking about? Did he say that? Yeah, like in this interview. I mean, but – but you can't have something captured in that, like the office. The British office stands alone in those. Oh two my seasons. god! By the like way, perfect. I could never get into the American I, office. I never really wa- I because mean, because of exactly. how amazing the British office was. Exactly. But the, but Norman Lear, who created All in the Family, created a ton of uh, notable television shows. What else? I know I Lear was amazing. Right here. 
He uh, he produced. Oh, okay, I see it. Such 1970 sitcoms as All in the Family, Sanford and Son, One Day at a Time, The Jeffersons, Good Times, and Maud. As a political wow. activist, well, out of those, I love Sanford and Son. Never saw One Day at a Time, but don't think I would. I would like it. The Jeffersons was good. Good Times, not a fan. I don't think Maud was interesting. Right, Maud was B. Arthur. B. Arthur. That yeah. And then. And All in the Family ran from January 12th, 1971 to April 8th, 1979. That's a pretty good Eight run. freaking years. Eight years. Or nine seasons, yeah. And this says season nine, episode 27. So that means the seasons were Whoa. huge. That's yeah. crazy if that's true. Yeah. Um, so do you have any – you never saw the final episode. Never, now, this is weird. Either I'm blocking it because it was real emotional mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, I've had a very painful life. And a lot of times when things are very emotional – I'm serious on movies or TV. Like I, when I was a kid, I don't remember it and I may not have remembered this, you know. Um, for, for real, for some reason. And in what way did you, was this a show that you'd watch every week that yeah. you get excited about? Would it be a family show that, uh, no, we didn't. Well, you know, my family perished in a hunting accident. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they were killed by deer. <laughs> we were killed by deer. No, no, we didn't. We didn't really have that type of family that watched stuff together. Except me and my dad, actually. Me and my dad got into a couple of shows. Again, they were 70 shows. Like, we fucking love The Odd Couple. I don't mm-hmm. know if you... Tony Randall and sure, Jack Lemmon, and we, we watched that together. So you'll be um, happy to know that they're remaking that for TV now. And They are not. It's going to ruin your They are life. not. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, God. we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. They they don't have any ideas in Hollywood. Hey, I should man. give them a couple. Preaching to the choir, man. Yeah, okay. I am. Okay, so, and then I was going to say. But I did look forward to the show because the acting and the comedy, the writing, it was so good. It was like head and shoulder. Like, like you know how certain shows stand out for the time, like Breaking Bad stood out. Like, it sure. stood out. This was that kind of show, except, you know. It wasn't about meth dealing. Right. It was just about family life. Uh, the whole thing is that uh, the Very New York is a, a bigot and yeah. it's sort of uh, him dealing with the changes in the neighborhood and all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, was this a show that you would – I mean – I don't know how old you were, but like that you you would talk to friends about that was like I was in a lot my... of buzz about this show. Uh, would I talk with a lot of friends? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody was watching this show. Everybody was watching. Everybody was watching this show. So, you know, yeah, we we would talk about it. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about Gene. Sa- oh yeah, and another amazing thing about this is just the relationship, you know, between. Archie and his wife, uh, and this is about his wife dying. So Edith, and she was so funny, and it, it, this is probably going to be very emotional. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see. And as somebody who, you know, I've probably seen some stuff on TV, but honestly, I haven't really watched the show. And this is going to be a little weird to see the season finale, but I'm that excited. is kind of funny for you. But it's exciting because that you is know, funny. You know, maybe that should start a new thing where where television. You know, films nine seasons of something <laughs> without releasing it, right? And then they start with the last one and work their way to the beginning, yeah, sort of like Memento. <laughs> if you just if you just saw the last one there and you're like, eh, I wasn't that into this, and then they wasted eight eight, eight seasons and twenty episodes, you know. <laughs> they get canceled. <laughs> yeah, people are like, wow, that was a they bad get finale. canceled after three yeah. of the last season. 
Hey man. <laughs> that would be and they great. owe pe- like the actors owe tremendous amounts of money. Like the deal is is that the actors don't get paid until it gets picked up. And they've been doing it for eight years, so they haven't been able to like talk to or see friends or tell them what they're really doing. And exactly. then and then they they took out the prime of their life in their acting years and then they're known for the worst season finale of a series finale right. ever. It sounds how Apple workers are treated in China. Yeah. And but there wouldn't be the nets to catch there them. There wouldn't be they, the nets <laughs> to catch them if they try to jump. Um, so why don't we check out okay. uh, All in the Family? Any predictions or any? I think I I know this that this scene this one has a very emotional scene with Carol O'Connor. I think reacting. I mean, I'm interested to see uh, a comedy. Obviously, a comedy that's groundbreaking well, and edgy, but that was something so heavy. Well, that was the that was the reason why this was an amazing. I mean, I I, I wouldn't even call it a sitcom because um, it went deep and. This was as good as sitcoms got, and since then they they're they're not that good anymore. I don't think. I'm trying to think of my last last good sitcom. Well, I don't I know. Like. If, I don't know if a sitcom really reverberates like this seems right. to have, where it actually hits upon things right. in a on a deeper level. Right. Like I flick on to give you an example of what I'm talking about with sitcoms. I'll flick on The Millers or The Big Bang Theory, and after I swear to God, less than five minutes. I'm out of there because it's very superficial laughs, right. if you call them laughs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, then let's see the pinnacle of TV okay. sitcoms. Too good, Edith. Oh, Edith. You know something? The whole damn world was to go to the dogs. As long as I had you standing by my side, you know. Or sitting by my side. Or laying here like this by my side. Everything would be just okay. I've been blowing my own horn for a lot of years. I'm going to tell you something. I ain't nothing. All right, so we just watched the series finale of All in the Family, but we were not only were we misled, but we were misleading in the opening of the show because we unknowingly watched the wrong it's sort of no we watched the right thing but we we were told right. the wrong information. Well, we were told I I think in in the headline of uh, something on the internet that Edith dies, right? Right, right. And she, in fact, she didn't die. And I was saying that I may have blocked that out. Right, And right. that's why I don't remember that is, uh, you know, unbeknownst to us, she didn't freaking die. Right. So, so the real story is that she – in this episode, she gets sick. But that Archie mm-hmm. Bunker's place – was a spinoff that had Gene uh, Stapleton in it and Archie, but it took place at his bar in Queens, and she was just used once in a while. She didn't die until the series premiere of season two of Archie Bunker's Place. Well, I got to tell you what's funny about this whole thing is that we're watching this episode, and (laughs) I have watched this show. You know, I, I watched this show. Now, it went nine seasons. You know, I stuck with it for many seasons. I don't know if I watched the last season. I just read on the internet 
you know, with you that Sally Struthers left and Rob Reiner left. So the show obviously was getting depleted, you know, it was a long time. But while we're watching the show, what's what's killing me is that I'm thinking that she's going to die (laughs) and I'm just ready to cry the whole time. Me too. I'm ready to cry the whole time, and I was thinking, oh, God, I don't want to cry in front of Greg here here in the hotel room because, you know, I'm away from home right now, and so are you. And this is really, this is really the truth that, like, I'm away from home right now, and I'm missing my wife and my family, and there's an – and so I'm thinking, oh, my God. And Gene Stapleton and, and – and Carol O'Connor really had this great chemistry. I don't know if you could sense it oh, from the yeah. last episode. That, that, in that final scene, I mean, that was really touching. And, yeah, as you said. But I'm thinking, okay, well, there's going to be a scene because in the final scene of the episode, they just have this long, drawn-out kiss, which they never did. So that was a first, I believe, in in All in the Family. Like, they just had them kissing um, on this small bed. And, and one, one note I made is what makes the show so endearing is how working class it is. Like the bed is obviously really small, yes. like their lifestyle. Here's the key to it. Here's the key to All in the Family. Their lifestyle is so modest, but they have this big love. So anyway, I'm thinking I, I was doing all I can <laughs> Not to cry here. No, tell I'm, I'm, I'm right next to you, and I'm sort of like tearing up, and I'm like, "This is going to get bad." When this is really going to get bad, and I was thinking of ways to go. Like, all right, well, maybe when the scene happens, like I can go to the bathroom <laughs> and cry in the like the way women quietly cry in bathrooms, you know, <laughs> which would be something Archie Bunker says. But anyway, and then the show just ends it after just they ends. kiss and she doesn't die. She doesn't die. And I'm like, what's funny is that then I felt chipped. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what I, she... I was like, no, no, no. She's supposed to die. She better die. But it was I one. Uh, okay. So one yeah. of the things I wanted to say, just like a, an overview about it is that I don't think a modern day sitcom would ever deal with subject matter like this. No. So, I, I agree. So let's sort of give the overall just sort of synopsis of the episode for any of people who didn't watch that on YouTube and also didn't feel gypped that they missed her die. But um, but basically the story is that now at this point in the series, they're taking care of their niece the, right. because they keep on this young girl who they're called. Well, they're trying to replace Gloria and uh, Rob Reiner. Meathead. Uh, Meathead. And uh, so now they've got to raise a niece for right, some reason. which definitely does feel like a late uh, season yeah. thing. And one thing I, I, I jotted down is I hate child actors. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate kid actors yeah. in, in general. Right, like right now. Oh, by the way, you asked me. I think you asked me. Like, what is my favorite? My favorite sitcom right now is Modern Family. Right. I think I think that is a really well written show. And they use kids really funny. Um, in this show, you know, the niece, it wasn't bad, but, you know, it opened with her getting a shot in a doctor's right. office. And she's resistant to it. And it's, I'll say this, they didn't give her so much right. that you were like, oh, right. boy, you know, they right. just used her as like a launching pad for other But other But then stuff. later in the show, the doctor comes back when Edith gets sicker. Well, you want to tell yeah, so, the overview? So the overview is that uh, Edith takes her niece to the doctor and uh, she sort of alludes to her leg hurting. The doctor picks up on this and uh, is, you know, checks her out. And while she downplays it as, you know... Uh, 
that she bumped her leg because Archie always has his drawers drawers open, which is a uh, there's a there's a big laugh like a big laugh. Archie like, always has his drawers open. Pause. They the doctor and Edith look at each other like, no, I don't mean I don't mean I constantly see his penis. Right, right. <laughs> which I think that is a blue collar trope right. that blue collar men have their cocks dangling out of their penis. <laughs> and I got to say, since I've been in the hotel room here, I actually purposely do it you know right. when i'm alone and I'll, i've seen you down at the continental breakfast and i don't know if you haven't noticed that. well the only reason i do that is so i can get access to the waffle machine yeah just clear it out a little bit so you can get first dibs on the waffle oh my god <laughs> let's get away from the waffle machine harry <laughs> here comes here comes that blue collar trope eddie pepitone look at this hey Penis. pal and then harry's like hey pal come on just because it's a trope you don't need to do this. You're above this. And just wait online for waffles like everybody else. And they were the only people in line in front of you. <laughs> uh, um, so he does, a, he does a checkup and he says, you know, this isn't an av- your average bruise. This might be phlebitis. Right. Now, my first thought when she got diagnosed with phlebitis, and sure enough, it became uh, a joke later. And it was that Richard Nixon died of phlebitis. And I guess this was written around that time. Nixon, I had, that became... Uh, something in the American consciousness. Uh, you were too young, but yeah, I wasn't Nixon. Well, you don't have to brag, but Nixon. <laughs> no, I feel like you know. You're you like, know, oh, I've oh. heard of Nixon. I know. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't know he died of phlebitis. No, I did not. Which is, yeah, a blood clot that can travel to the lungs and it killed him. And and so I guess Norman Lear. I mean, I guess Norman Lear who created this was like, oh, this will be perfect in a way. Give her something that killed Nixon. And Archie had a great line. You mean what You mean what the Democrats did to kill Nixon? Something like that. Yeah, exactly, which is now knowing what Flamine, that he died of that, it's very funny. I needed that historical context. Mm. But she... He says the doctor says keep her off her feet. Uh, keep your keep off your feet. But she has to cook this big St. Patrick's Day, fifty pounds Archie's, of corned beef. For- Archie's great holiday. Irish. He's Irish. She, you know, it's like the big holiday for them. So she's trying to tell him. Oh, that, that scene was sort of brutal. I mean, to watch. It, yeah. It, it was really because especially when you're thinking she's going to die. The right. Now, this is like something, that. by the way, by the way, I, you know, I was like amazed that they were tackling this subject matter, you know, that Edith had, you know, a, a life threatening Illness. Because if if with the lens of she's going to die at the yes. end of the episode, this episode was ten times more brutal. Because basically, she gets to, she wants to serve Archie. She wants to help him cook all cook everything, serve everything. She gets sort of bullied into it, and I'm sitting there thinking. That Archie is killing her by making yes. her and cook I'm thinking, dinner, and and what I'm thinking is that he really does love her, but he just doesn't suspect there's anything wrong with her. Um, still, you realize he's a kind of a jerk, yeah, because he doesn't listen. He's caught up in his own thing. He wants a great St. Patrick's party, and through the lens of her dying, you're like, 
oh my God, here's what I'm thinking. I don't know what this says about me, but I'm thinking, oh my God, he is going to be so crushed yeah, yeah. realizing yes. that he kept her on his feet. Now, that's when I started to cry toward the end of the episode <laughs> when the doctor comes back, you know, because she can't walk. So she, she cooks the meal and she... And it, it it hobbles her. She can barely walk, and she and and Archie keeps going on and on about. She's like, I can't go to the party. He's like, You gotta come. That's a terrible impression, but you gotta come to the party. And she walks away, and she basically, as she's walking, trying to go up the stairs, she falls, and she can't continue to walk. And she says, Call the doctor. He'll know what's happening. And right. the doctor comes and berates. She, he base uh, he actually there. There's a prolonged. I have infinite love for the show now because there's a prolonged in the series finale probably a minute and a half to two minute fart joke that yeah. is that just i mean that yeah. it's my sweet spot of what i <laughs> that, i love farts i love do. fart jokes it was a brilliant fart joke and again i'm watching this through the lens of edith dine going what i what i what i made a note of is like um it, it was amazing to juxtapose like such a heavy topic with a fart joke. Yes. And I thought that was brilliantly and skillfully done. Like they're dealing with this really huge thing, yet they're still dealing with the minutia of comedy. Yeah, it's a great scene, but the, it's basically that, you know, uh, because uh, uh, she never told Archie what was wrong with her, the doctor assumes that uh, Edith did tell Archie. So he's sort of saying, you know, you know what I you know what led to this. You can uh, you can smell it in the air in the apartment. And, and he sort of gives a look. Yeah. And uh, and then. <laughs> yeah. And then the the then. The doctor says, and this was the greatest way. I don't know if people can appreciate it, but she had a. She, he said, "No, the cabbage." The cabbage, and he's and that to- what he meant was that you made her cook the cabbage and stay on her feet. And Archie took it as, but I haven't even eaten that yet. <laughs> like as meaning in, the cabbage would have produced a horrible. The cabbage farts would have been yes. even worse. Yes, than the normal. Fart. Yeah, so he was like, I didn't eat the cabbage. That was a brilliant joke. It was joke. just great. It was just great. However, I, I do want to say, go ahead, you finished the, 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 your uh, overview. But, but when, when the doctor realizes that, uh, that she never told him, he feels very sorry. And, but there's this whole interesting thing, too, where like Archie doesn't even respect this doctor at all um, because they used to go to the, this Dr. Shapiro's father and sort of it feeds into his blue collar like the way it was is the way it should right. always he, he be. He can't – you know, the, it's, the writing was so good there about how he just can't uh, deal with any change. Yeah, it was – I mean, it was poignant. It was really like... And he was like, your father. He kept going, you know, your father was is the real Dr. Shapiro. And it was hilarious. They also did the hilarious joke where, where the doctor then realizes that Archie, that Edith never told right. Archie uh, about uh, her condition. So he feels so bad for berating Archie for making her cook. And then he does this hilarious thing. Don't tell my father, which feeds, which was so funny. It's great. It's really great. But the doctor becomes a kid and Archie, it was really poignant too. Archie says, just don't play ball on my stoop. anymore." Yeah. It's really those little moments were 
it felt like a full world, you know, that they've created this whole thing. And as somebody who hasn't even seen any of that, but I mean, like to, it was touching, you know, like all those little moments. And then, I mean, the, the, the scene with him. Okay. And then also with the lens of she's dying when he goes upstairs and he, in his own way is apologizing, but he starts by saying, you don't, you don't respect me. That's what he like. That's basically remember how he starts. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, this is heavy. Like he's not letting go. He's saying, you know, you didn't tell me that anything was wrong, but I wanted to cry then. Cause 'cause she was like, I cook for you. And she's not even being like angry. That's, that's the amazing thing is that this relationship Mm -hmm. I mean, God, I hope it doesn't exist anymore like that. But you, you have to assume there it does. But it feels so mm-hmm. like her role is to appease and to do it. And, and she doesn't even think she doesn't even feel like put upon for doing it. She does for having to do the cabbage, but she willingly does it just because she always wants mm-hmm. to please him. Mm-hmm. It's pretty brutal. I mean, like mm-hmm. when when she's sick in bed and I'm thinking she's going to die. And she's I know, like, I, I know. do your laundry. You know, it was really funny that me and you thought she was going to die because it made it so much more emotional. I wonder if we had not known, if we had known that she was not going to die, if we would have been like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It added another layer that was... Totally. You should, you should go into watching every finale being like, the main person is dying. The I main know, character like, is going to die. It, it gives everything that extra bit of feeling and emotion and, and, and everything means something a little bit more. Yeah. But, um, but then... So then, you know, I was shocked that it just ended yes. with that. They kissed and it pulled away and you're watching through like the peephole of the, of the door. Right. And I then thought, wow, this was the last. Then I started to get critical of the show a little right. bit. I don't know about how you felt, but then I was like, well, wait a minute. So Archie then says, and this was touching, yeah. but he goes, Edith, I'm nothing without you. Yeah. I, the world could go to the dogs. And it was pretty powerful. The world could go to the dogs. But if you're not there by my side, I'm nothing without you. And they have a long kiss. And that's the end of the show. And I don't know. I feel like, and this, I don't know if we talked about this on the air, but we were saying how American television draws shows out like this was nine years and the British TV tends to be so much quicker. And I think that being the last episode, they really didn't know how to end it. Well, it's interesting. What do you think about that? Like it was like, uh, yeah, the love between Archie and Edith uh, is is the centerpiece. But to me, as it having just not watched it, I, I had assumed that he had never said anything like that. It felt more like the end of a play or something. Or mm. it didn't. Ha- what he said had a lot of weight. Like he, knowing his character, you know, he's, he's, he says, right. "I ain't nothing without you." And I was like, "Wow, that is very touching." But again, I assumed she was about to die, and I was going to be like, "Oh man, he's going to feel even worse when she dies." But then, <laughs> but then when it didn't happen, it it did feel a little bit flat. But at the same t- at the same time. You know, they. I guess they didn't try to go. All, I. I mean, I think it would have been appropriate if she died in that episode, in a way. Yeah, because to me, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I felt gypped, and and this is the reason why it was like there was no ending. There was. It, it was. Just, and if you're just, gonna end the show, well, then have some kind of ending. And I, I, you know, people may disagree and say, "Oh, well, that was a sweet." It was, and it was sweet. It was sweet, but it. I. I think that it didn't have that. 
I don't know Finality. if I watched eight, yeah, nine seasons, especially because then they went and spinned it off into a show that included him. Horrible. Now, this is, that's the worst of Hollywood and American television is to keep milking things because it's a cash cow and it's got a big audience. And, it's, and it, really, it really, to me, I'm just going to take a big swipe at television in general and entertainment in general the way it's done, is that I don't know if there's much risk-taking. Like, like once there's a big hit, it's milked until it's shit. Right. You know, most of the time, you know, and the writers, I just felt and to spin it off into another thing like Archie's place is like and I'm even a little critical of Carol O'Connor for doing Archie's place. Like, why, man? Like, yeah, does I he mean, need did he need the money or did he just want to stay he, busy? I mean, actors. But you assume at the end of, you know. I don't know. His I mean, because that was an the, iconic series. At the end of nine, I think seasons. you lessen it. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you must be aware. They all that lessen it. You, you've made them. Obviously, you've made not money from nine seasons of a highly rated show. It's big been money, critically though. Big money. You see, to me, it's greedy. It. I mean, it feels. How much that way. money do you need to make on these television shows? And you have to assume that. You know, he's riding high off of this. People respect this show. This isn't just a hit show. It's one of the most respected TV shows. And he's, you know, critically acclaimed as Archie Bunker that there are other things out there that, you know, like it's not like he's just going to be sitting at home for the rest of his life. There are probably many acting, you know. Yeah. Now, I don't know what Carol O'Connor did, but, um, you know, after Archie's place. But I I think – Excuse me. I think he lessened his his legacy with uh, Archie's place. And I don't know if I'm being too critical, but I mean, Jesus, wouldn't you want to take some time? I, you know, I don't know what was going on in yeah. his life that he would agree to it. And I think like the producers and the network are just so fucking greedy. And Gene Stapleton. Uh, we read in Wikipedia, I think it was Wikipedia, that Stapleton, she, she, was, she was then in the first season, and then she didn't want to do it anymore, and then they said she had a stroke. And that's just insane. Like, <laughs> like what kind of writing, what kind of, just like so bad. Yeah, I mean. So bad. And you, yeah, I mean, God, there must just be so much I mean, they actually wait. The, these fucking producers in television, actually wait until the actors finally throw in the towel and go, I don't want to fucking do it anymore. Like in the original Archie, you know, in the original All in the Family, Struthers left, Reiner left to do other things, you know, because their careers are taking off. They don't want to fucking get stuck in this shit. Yeah. Remember Duchovny had a, like Duchovny, David Duchovny, finally was like, I got to get out of the X-File. It's like they were just going to run the X-File, and he took a lot of shit for that. Right. Um, I'm trying to think who who else like just these these actors are like please let me go. Um, they yeah. don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, I mean after a certain amount of time, also, I mean when you've done, I mean just imagine that too. You've played a character for eight seasons, nine seasons on the biggest show, one of the biggest shows in the world, and then you're like on the lesser version of that the spinoff, and you're like ah come on, I don't really want it. I yeah, that's what's that. happening to Stapleton. Yeah, apparently. exactly. Yeah. Plus, she was getting older, and there and the schedule. She was probably like, you know what, I can't, I can't deal with this. Now, how would you say? Now, I I don't know how recently you've watched other episodes, mm-hmm. but this is being the finale in terms yeah. of you know after nine seasons. I mean, 
you have to applaud anybody for being able to keep something up in the air for that long. How, do you know how how this episode uh, uh, how you would how you would like this compared to like your average episode of All in the Family? If you can remember some of the, I gotta say, I gotta say, um, I thought they did a really good job. Still, like the thing, the the scenes with the doctor, yeah. Um and uh, Archie with Edith and I, I felt like the level of the writing was still good. Yeah, and they I noticed. You, I mean, you never saw an episode, but they. Did what it. did you think? I mean, what did you? It's more interesting, I think, to hear from you, even though it's your podcast. What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> because obviously, your guests are supposed to, you know, sparkle. But what did you think? Uh, Having never seen the show, how would you rate it as sitcoms? I, I think – Because, by the way, now I'm going to backtrack. Yeah. By the way, because it was so sparse, like this show in its heyday when you had um, Rob Reiner and Sally Struthers and then you had like George Jefferson was right, in right, this. Right, right, You know, it was people – it had a lot of energy. Right. It had a lot of characters and some of the episodes were electric. Now, this was very sparse. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. At the beginning, at the top, where it started with the uh, – at the doctor's office, I was a little bit worried because I knew that this show doesn't revolve about around them taking care of a young girl. or that's, So I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be all about that and – and the beginning where she was getting the shot and the joke about her, them all being squeamish and stuff, it felt a little over the top in terms of sitcom-y, like as we know of sitcoms wow. now. So that's how I was – I was a little bit worried that that was going to be the feel that, you know – But you knew – but then you watched but it. But then I watched it. I kept watching it and it wasn't all about that. It was about – all about it, them, the the Edith and Archie and – and there, those moments I was just, like, struck by. You would never see anything like this. The way that he talked to – that Archie talked to Edith just doesn't exist on TV anymore, that he's sort of the the guy. He, put, he puts right. her down a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. She, she, you know, that whole thing just doesn't exist, and it was a little bit jarring, but you realize, you know, that that's the point of the show. That's right. That's the point of the show. And, and I thought they did it in, like – it didn't feel hokey when they brought in the political stuff, you know, even she, right. she was like, I don't want to cook. And he was like, well, I saw Gloria Steinway on TV saying that women shouldn't be in the kitchen. Yeah. And, and by the way, I and this this is one thing I love about All in the Family and hate about modern day sitcoms, even modern family. Um, modern family was is my favorite sitcom, but no sitcoms, none. Zero, And maybe your listeners will email you differently if you have any listeners. Um, TBD. (laughs) To be determined. There is absolutely, I think, zero social consciousness in sitcoms. And particularly, and this is what I love about All in the Family, addressing class. And this is so, like I said, in that last scene, and you see the size of their bed. They live so modestly. They have, you know, they have just enough money to get by. They live in this small, small, small house in Queens, you know, these attached houses. I mean, I'm from New York. And 
like for instance in Modern Family, everybody runs around in big houses. Yeah, sure. Even that's Woody Allen. Given. That's the even given. Woody Allen movies piss me off. Like everybody's an actor in Woody Allen movies, and they all have these townhouses in Manhattan. Right. It's like these these people who create these shows are so out of touch with the way people live. And I, I think I've had other people tell me, well, yeah, but they just want it to be entertaining. And but to me, this was this the real entertainment is something that addresses our reality, like our real reality, and. They don't do it yeah. in television anymore. Everybody has a nice car and a house. And I'm like, what America are they fucking living in? Yeah. I, I hate him for that. movie producer, TV producer America. I that, hate him for that. Yeah, it, it, it does feel they're like. All so, they're all just about, I don't know, about people who have stuff. And it's, and they're, you know, it, it isn't like that anymore. No. And, and. It feels when you see it on this show, it's refreshing to see yeah, that it's right. like, oh my god, like the like even the fact that she literally she's cooking for this party, she says like, please let's hire a caterer, and that's out of the question. Like, yeah, one hundred percent out of the question. Yeah, and you see her kitchen just filled with pots and pans, and you're like, this is this feels real. Like he has a, a little place that's a mom and pop place, and they and this is his like. Yearly excitement is having this this St. Patrick's Day party, and he and somehow he scrounged up up an, enough money to um, and I guess this is where the sequel takes place uh, to to own a bar, right, right, with right. Someone I think he's partners. Yeah, with I someone. guess what's his original? Do you remember what his r- original job is, or is he's just a? Oh, I forget. Which is unbelievable. I don't know if he was a sanitation worker or a garbage man or or something real blue collar like that. You know. Um, if you had to come up with a drinking game for this episode of uh, of All in the Family that people would take shots or take a sip of their drink at notable parts of the episode, what where where would people drink? You mean say again if for for a viewer? A wor- of usually, show, it's a word. Yeah, what like a saying? word or like uh, like I would say. Yeah, what would you say? Um, so I can't I'd say. That, well, I mean, again, I'm thinking through the lens of assuming she's going to die. I mean, I thought anytime, anytime that I was like, man, Archie's going to regret this when she dies. <laughs> That's really like because I would thought that a lot during the episode. Maybe I'd say yeah. I'd say you have to take a drink anytime. You're like, man, he's going to really regret. <laughs> he's gonna but she never was gonna die (laughs) oh my god um uh i don't know take a drink i don't know that's a tough question i I, I, do you ask that every episode is that why you're asking yeah i try to ask that every episode (laughs) i'd say i'd say that or or any time uh I'd say anytime I have to say this was one of the other things that in the episode I was a little worried about. Whenever mm-hmm. she indicates that her leg is bothering her, it felt like telegraphing the whole thing. You that's know what I true. Meant? Like, and that's listen, that's a hard thing to do is be like my leg hurts without saying. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying mm-hmm. she, it, it. Just mm-hmm. felt like you know this is leading somewhere every time she's like, huh, huh. yeah. Um, so I'd say anytime she. You know what was getting me? I don't know. Maybe drink every time the New York accent made you cringe because I'm oh from my, New yeah. I'm from New York, and what they and I gotta say they do it believably. They do the New York accent believably, like turlet and uh, bo- bo- like the way they said boiled was like burled, burled. Yeah, like to me that seems so contrived now. Yeah, yeah. like 
like, but the way they did it, it just seemed kind of natural. Yeah, no, they, but the burl needed. You got to burl the cabbage. Like, yeah, there's something that curl it. Yeah, I was like edit, edit. <laughs> like when he said about the cabbage, I I didn't edit yet. Right, right, right. Like yeah, like just the colloquialisms or the the New York. It was it's almost too pre. Like I saw I I saw a production, and this isn't to brag. I have this kind of lifestyle, but I saw a production of Danny and the Deep Blue Sea years ago in New York City with John Turturro. Do you know wow. that play? No, but I know, of course, know John Turturro. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, you, I know John. I don't Turturro. mean to brag, but I know who John Turturro I know John is. Turturro. He's that commercial actor now who will sell anything on commercials. <laughs> but um, I really kind of am mad at Turturro for doing that. Did, Which commercial? Uh, he, he did a Super Bowl ad. Uh, oh, he, he right, sold right, right. Heineken before. He's yes, just he's yeah. just a commercial whore right now. Um, but anyway, uh, Turturro did Danny in the Deep Blue Sea, and it's about a truck driver who has a one night stand. Uh, with this woman in a uh, hotel, and it's just that one night, and it's this intense, it's this intense night. Like she's real lonely, and he's real lonely, and it's it's really good. But the New York accent, I remember thinking, you know, he was like doing that the toilet, and and I just didn't buy it for <laughs> one second, and I was pissed. I yeah. was like, can't we just talk? I mean, I know we're in New York, and I know these people have New York accents, but do you have to emphasize? Like, just yeah. let it come. Like, for me, like it any, comes naturally. Anytime you're thinking about it as an audience member, you're like, yeah. Right. Like, I just was like, really? You're going to talk like this? You know, through the whole fuck. It ruined the play for me, uh, even though it was a good play. Well, so, Tatura, if you're listening, come on. He's back on that accent and the commercials. <laughs> um, one more thing I want to say is that... This is obvious, but the theme song is unbelievable. The theme song to this show. First is, time you heard it? No, I've heard it. I've oh, heard it before. Oh, yeah. But just it's such a great way to start the unbelievable. show. Unbelievable. It just feels so nostalgic. So real. And, and they feel like they're I mean it just, And they feel and they're totally really singing it. Yeah, exactly. With the squeaks and the, and which is a great it's like it's like from the theme song you get that these people are super flawed. But they embrace it, yeah. Like the way they're squeaking during their 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 yeah. Those in the welfare state, Gina Lola. Like it's just like wow, this is the working class. Yeah, it feel, it's it's so great. It's a great show. I I recommend uh, starting watching All in the Family by watching the finale. But watch the finale. And know that Edith is going to die. Yeah, yeah. We were when we said she didn't die, we were lying. She dies at the end of this episode. That's... We're just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So make sure to watch it, knowing that she dies at the end. Uh, thanks so much, Eddie, for dropping by. And my hotel room will be up in, <laughs> in your hotel. Room. Yeah, well, you're going to come do my podcast. Yeah, we're going to go. Uh, do you want to? Uh, 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 what's it called when you say stuff about what you're doing? Do you want to plug the podcast or anything? Uh, just uh, people should uh, listen to my. Pad- podcast on allthingscomedy.com. It's called Pep Talks with the Bitter Buddha, Eddie Pepitone. And I'll be on there. So uh, just yep. listen to that one and don't ever listen to any <laughs> other episode. Uh, we'll be talking about this episode. Yeah, this one. That, that'll we're going to continue the, the story. We're going to do um, <laughs> we're going to do Craigie's Place. That's what it's going to be called. The uh, the the spinoff of this episode, <laughs> Eddie and Craigie's Place. So check that out. And uh, thanks so much, Eddie. I really thanks, appreciate Craig. it. I'd like to thank Eddie Pepitone for dropping by the show again and uh, watching All in the Family and going through a miswatching of that episode with me. Uh, still very enjoyable and uh, 
And uh, yeah, I'm, I definitely want to check out more All in the Family. Uh, you can follow me at it's that episode or at Craig Rowan on uh, Twitter, like the Facebook page, and leave a review if you like the show. If you're a new listener, I'd love to hear what you think. And uh, I think that's it. I think I have nothing more to say. But I'll prolong this. Have a good night and an early manana. Adios, amigos.